Welcome to the hot seat here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX. And as always, streaming live on Facebook Live, Twitch, all that good stuff. My name is Creighton Branch, the man next to me, as always, Micah Ka Cole. Another week in the books. Here we go, Micah Ka Cole. How you doing? Doing all right, man. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, you come in here with a positive attitude basically every every week. Yeah. Yeah. There was something today, and I was just thinking about it, um, that I told you to remind me about saying on the air, <laughs> but now I don't remember what it was. Do you remember? No. I know. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, there was something, and I was like, all right, Micah, you got to remember to tell me that. And <laughs> now I have no idea what that was. It's all good. It is what it is. Must not have been that important. Oh, I think it was actually important if you ask me, but I don't know. Um, huh, interesting. I'm thinking back. I know. I mean... Maybe it had something to do I'm with not going to spend too much time on it, but I don't... Was it the tickets? What tickets? No, no, it was while we were in the car going to eat at uh, Spring Creek. Uh... By the way, that was a great baked potato. <laughs> so, Agreed. I tore that sucker up. You did. Oh, yeah, that's right. Kai had a baked potato and like two, two other plates. I don't know, but <laughs> okay, I don't remember what it is. Anyways, on with the show. As always, here on the first segment of The Hot Seat... We have our what's what, for those of you that are just tuning in for the first time. What's what is essentially just what we find interesting in the world of sports that we've come across or seen over the course of this past week. doesn't have to be that happened in this last week. could be any time, any point in time in the history of sports, but something that we saw this past week that we were like, huh, we laughed, thought that was funny, things like that. I mean, sometimes they're hit or miss because Micah didn't laugh at my animals run free joke. <laughs> I mean... I don't know how you didn't get... Anyways, we're not going to get into that. But And then sometimes they're really funny. Sometimes they're really interesting. But that is essentially what the what... What is what? Is what? Tongue twister. All right, Micah, you're up first. As always, what is happening in the world of sports? What is going on? What is what? Well, Creighton, it's that time of the year where we talk baseball. And is it? You know, this is the only time in the year no, we are going to talk baseball. On the show, on maybe. anybody in the world of sports. Except MLB Network. Well, okay. You know uh, going it's true. On, you know it's true. Because we're getting close to where we dis- discuss all these ro- awards like Cy Young's, MVPs, okay. Rookie of the Year, and all that. And, you know, I did a little bit of research on some, you know, because I wanted to find some funny stuff, like, in the path. Yeah. Well, there was one year. It was 1963. It was kind of unique to okay. a specific number, a number 32. And I find yeah. this kind of funny. Because I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this. So it was 1963, and the Los Angeles pitcher that year who won the the MVP that year was Sandy Koufax. And on the flip side, the New York Yankees catcher Elston Howard both won the MVP awards, and they both wore the number 32. That's like one of those like Oscar fiascos you never want. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> it's just so weird. Like, <laughs> it is weird, but I know that's like, like a... luckily they don't go based off of like their number because that could have been an easy mix-up. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could have I one just of those find that nightmares. Quite humorous because I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. 
before. No, especially in the in the game of baseball where like almost every number is like a 72 or a 77 or like a 94. Because all the numbers are getting retired. Yeah, that's a problem. But also, I just don't understand why everybody's number is like 65. Like, what resemblance is that? I really don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe a... I can get like a 32 or a 3 or a 9 or a 10. But like, I mean, like, what... What 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 stance does like forty seven have in the world of sports in the world of baseball? Forty two, I can understand. Uh, in yeah, baseball. Like, what but... number are you? Eighty nine. I'm eighty nine. <laughs> oh, all right. I don't get it. Why? Because <laughs> it's just weird. You ever see? There's not very many people. No, I'm just in like, other sports. why eighty nine? Oh yeah, like, that's true. Is there some special significance? And a lot of times you'll f- come to find that these players have a reason why they have a certain number, but you know, other times you'll find. I would love to hear the person that has a reason for wearing the number 49. That would be kind of interesting. Saying. I just would Maybe, love to know. You'd be surprised, though. A lot. Sometimes, you I know, would. players have number reasons why they're a certain number. I, I mean... I'm I, sure Kobe I, had a reason why he changed numbers. Just to go to it. Yeah, I mean, other, the other thing is that 2 times 4 is 8. Anyways. That's Get that true. one? There yeah. you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, it is baseball time. I will give you that. Hear mine out. I came across this not too long ago, actually. I switched it. That's how good I thought this one was. Okay, I am not a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. I don't mind them, but I'm not a fan. I'm sure there's one listening to this show right now. That is true. Um, nor am I a fan of the skill that Gardner Minshew has. I do not think he's all that talented. Maybe he will be. But I think it's beginner's luck right now. But I will say one thing about this kid is that we better get, or whoever wants to get on the marketing train, better get on it fast because this dude is incredibly profitable. He, he just, you just, he's so easy to sell, man. So here, if you go to a Jags game, they have this thing called the, it's called Gardner. It's, it's called the Gardner Minshew, um, mini pack but like the nickname for it is called the Minshew Mania mini pack all right you get two games you get the lowest price ticket for the Saints on the on October 13th and then you get the Jets game which lowest price <laughs> tickets anyways for that game but on October 27th also included in the Minshew package is the Minshew Essentials you get the bandana <laughs> You get a mustache, <laughs> and you get an on-field photo with all your gear on there. This, oh my this God. is incredible. I got to say, I'm not too like on board with the kid's skill or anything, and I think that he's probably just going to fall into the uh, hole of quarterbacks that are just quarterbacks, you know, average quarterbacks. But, man, he is so easy to market. This is so awesome. Uh, and if I was living in Jacksonville, you bet, you bet I'd be all over this. Could you see yourself wearing the bandana and the and the mustache? Uh, but I don't know. Yo, to get I my could, I, I could to get, see it, to get but, my uh, picture on the field, I think it'd be worth it. Yeah, if it's for the right price, I could do it. Maybe, uh, maybe when me and Bailey are there on Sunday, we'll just hitch a ride over to Jacksonville and get the <laughs> Minshew package for the New Orleans game. Or <laughs> <laughs> when we're in Orlando, is that what I said? I don't know, but why not? Yes, why not? All right, that is our what's what. Heading over into UTA, we're going to stick with volleyball. Um, Basketball will be coming up here in a couple weeks, at least leading up to it. They're going to start getting into practice. The season 
essentially just started a couple days ago as like they had the first I, I, official I'll, practices. I'll, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to call it training camp. I mean, why not? I mean, I, I mean it's not what it is, but it's easy just to say that. Uh, training camp of the uh, season, or I guess of the preseason. And so we'll be getting into that here in a second, but we're going to stick to UTA volleyball. And Micah, I think I got a lot of words on this one uh, tonight because we talked about it last week, what this team had to do going into that tournament or going into the games. And, man, I have to tell you, I'm pretty disappointed. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I'm very disappointed because those are two games that you really got to go in and start off with. You got to start 2-0. Let's be honest, especially with your history with these two teams. Yeah. You know, you have a heavy history of winning against these two teams. So they ended up taking down Monroe. Yeah. Uh, it took four sets. I was a little surprised by that. I thought they'd be able to get that done in three. Then you lose to Lafayette the next day. That was frustrating. That was frustrating. Um, I was willing to give them a pass on the four-setter if they could go out and beat Lafayette, but that didn't happen. And th- that's disappointing to come out with a split this past weekend. It, that's not acceptable. Well, no, not at all. Yeah, and so for reference, we ended up winning 3-1, to one, and then Louisiana lost. We lost 1-3. to three. It's just, it's that thing again, man, that we continue to talk about on the show. And it's the fact that if, if you want to be uh, respected, I guess is the word, you can't, I just, you can't have this much like difficulty starting out in the conference play. You just can't. I don't think you can. And I got to tell you, even though we won that Monroe game, we didn't look that impressive. I mean, we only I mean, we lost the first set, then we won the second set by 5, third set by 5, and then we finally won the fourth set by 9. So it's not like we're just going out and just completely like derailing these teams. No, not at all. And then when we lose, you know, we lose by 6 and then 4. And then, yeah, it's just, and then we ended up losing by nine again. So that shows me one thing is that we can't, we can't defeat these teams or we can't, we've got to be able to defeat these teams with much more ease, but yet it's, it's like we're right there every time on, on losing that we should we like there's like there's got to be something that we got to fix to stop these you know cuz winning losing by 5 that's not a lot you know so i'm pretty frustrated that the first part of the season this team showed pretty pretty much a lot of a lot of progress from from last season and here we stand now Nine and five overall, which isn't too bad, but we took a loss to Stephen F. Austin, straight and sets. UNC Greensboro, and we had a hard, we had a hard, then we had yeah, we had a, we and UNC Greensboro they had a two one lead in that in that one. Idaho State took us to five. That was pretty, Chicago yeah. State took us to four. We talked a little bit about that, but I'm just not, I'm not sold yet. Is really what it is, and they're going to Little Rock this Friday. Do you, 
Little Rock, and then jo- Jonesboro for Arkansas State. Are you confident in those two games? Right now, I'm not sure. It's, <laughs> I'm not really sure how to take those two games right now. Um, in order to convince me, you know, hey, we really have taken a step forward. You need to win both of these games. You need to win both of these games. Uh, there's no question about it. Prove to me that you can figure this out because clearly there was a problem this weekend. Not everything was working. Go on the road. Figure out some of your problems. Problem solve here. Problem solve. That's what you have to do. Yeah. Because, you know, you're always you're going to have a bump in the road. It's a long season. I get that. But in order to prove to me, hey, that you're making strides to get better, you need to win both of these games this weekend. Well, my thing is, is like, Especially when Texas you're State isn't taking as... off. They're not taking off nights. You know, so you're going to have to compete with those guys. And then you play them on Tuesday. And how do I feel about that? I'm not sure, sure about that one either. That's going to be tough, man. You really need to win that game. You really, really need to find a way to win that game. There's just, there's and just it's at home, right, or at Texas State on Tuesday. It's here. Okay, this yeah, upcoming that's Tuesday. Our, yeah, that's our next home game. Okay. Yeah, they're ten and six. So we have three home games next week. Which Man, I, you got to win for the next five to really get back on track. Maybe, maybe even all five. Yeah. So, I mean, and look, they. I mean, like Texas State takes USC, who's ranked 14th in the nation, uh, or was, to four sets. Things like that, you know, they beat Georgia and they sweep them. They lose to Texas State in four sets. I mean, Texas A&M in four sets. So they've been taking teams. You so know, like to... they're they're winning set. That's the and that's the problem. If they're winning sets against these big teams, I mean, they even played they played Baylor, who's second best in the nation. All right. And how'd that go? They got they got swept, but they they lost by six the first one, and then nine and. For the next two, so like, but it's a, yeah. I mean, like, there's still so like I'm nervous about that game too. It's just one of those things, you know. And is the Sun Belt as strong as they were last year? I don't know about that, but I'm just not very. Uh, and we couldn't be not very sold on this team right now as as much as I thought I was going to be at this point in time. Yeah, I agree with you, Creighton. Uh, it's tough to be sold right now because I mean. I you're just don't. Some, yeah. You're seeing a team like Texas State go up and beat, or well, well, at least compete, compete with these Power Five schools, and you're going up and you can't even beat these mid-level schools. You know that you need to beat to be able to get to the next level. I just and don't like having to go to five sets to like UNC Greensboro or Idaho State, and then we're coming this weekend and having your work cut out for you the first night of conference play against ULM, and then losing to Louisiana Lafayette. The, certainly makes your job a little bit harder. But we're going to find out a lot about this team over the next couple of weeks, uh, kind of where they're at, and if they really have made those strides to get better. I mean, they're going to have to start winning some of these games. Otherwise, yeah. you know, the Sun Belt will like, be out like, of control for, real like, fast. Freaking Lafayette is 5-10, and ten, man. 5-10 and ten and we lose. That can't happen. Any last points? That's about it, Creighton. Huh. Frustrating, frustrating, but... We still have faith in this team. We're always going to rock with this team. We'll see what happens. All right. We do have, before we get into this next segment, we want to give you a little heads up here. We do have a couple ticket pair of tickets to give away. I believe it's called, it's the Rustic's Birthday Bash, right? Or something, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> Anyways, so what it is, is the Cold War, kid, Cold War Kids are playing there, I believe. Correct. Anyways, we're giving two pairs 
away tonight. We're doing one the first hour, one the second hour. The number is 817-272-2651. That's 817-272-2651. You can't just simply call in and get them. You're going to have to answer some sports trivia. Let's talk some Cowboys here next on the hot seat. You're listening to utaradio.com. The hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live, Twitch, YouTube, and SoundCloud. I'm Micah Call Cole alongside the Birdman. And the greatest co-host, Creighton Branch. How are you doing, Creighton Branch? His tickets went fast. Oh, yeah. We got one person. You Just already won. Already off the shelves, man. <laughs> they answered the two of the three questions correctly. I got to say, yeah, they, I mean, I mean, I got to tell you, though, I thought those were softballs. I guess they weren't. So, <laughs> I, um, good to know people softballs. are listening. True. You know? Yeah, for good, sure. Good to know. For sure. Good thing we can actually understand who they, you know, what they're saying. Well, yeah, it's the radio. Was... I would hope we would. <laughs> no, I, I was concerned. You know, somebody maybe talking Japanese. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> be calling in. I don't know that we couldn't understand. What are you trying to say, Carl? Nothing. I'm just saying. Maybe we wouldn't. Have, I was worried we wouldn't be able to understand. You know, because I don't know. This thing is. This thing is online radio. Anybody could get access to it. Would you have given them the tickets that they were? Well, yeah, oh, it's just, uh, okay. it would be hard to understand them if they're speaking Japanese, because <laughs> we don't, we don't know Japanese, or do you? Do I look like a, <laughs> can you speak Japanese? What do you think? No. There you go. Well, man. Can you speak Chinese? I mean, jeez. <laughs> just asking. All right, we're getting in the segment. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So, the Cowboys. We always like to talk about our good old Dallas Cowboys here on this show. Of course we do. I know you had some words about them over the past couple of days. I know you have some thoughts we're about to get into, and then you're uh, you're going to like to hear what I have to say, I think. But the Dallas Cowboys, who were 3-0, and took it to New Orleans, and they lost. 10-12 to to the Saints. Uh, it's good to mention that the Saints did not score a touchdown the entire game. They scored four field goals, and yeah, we lost twelve to ten. Um, we are now three and one. Some notes for you, Micah, before you go. Dak Prescott, twenty-two of twenty-three for two hundred twenty-three yards, uh, no touchdowns, one interception, QBR of seventy-six point eight. Now I don't know how you're going to feel about this stat, but Teddy Bridgewater was twenty-three of thirty, hundred ninety-three yards. One interception, no touchdowns, QBR of 17.8, and he won. Upsetting. Yeah, Zeke had one touchdown for 35 it, yards on 18 carries. Most, so, the, oh, yeah, hold on. I really want What to are your thoughts, Kyle? Okay, I want to start positive because really? there is something to take away. And it's something that me and you had questioned the first three weeks. Where was the defense at? They showed up, man. They showed up against the New Orleans Saints. They finally answered some questions that we had and against a pretty formidable team. I mean, that offense is still pretty good. I mean, considering they lost Drew Brees, they're still good. Yeah. But the most frustrating part is the fact that your defense 
held them to 12 points. You could not win the ball game. Couldn't win the ball game for some reason. I, I don't know what well, the, happened. The reason being they didn't score enough points. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it, it just amazes me with the amount of talent on this offense. It always just seems to happen around prime time. I don't know what happens. Maybe, maybe it's too much for them. I have no idea. I have no freaking clue. But man, it's really disappointing when you scored at least 30 points in each of the first three games. It just amazes me that they couldn't come out with a victory against the Saints. What are your thoughts on Dak? Honestly, Dak did fine. I I think he did just fine. Zeke? Zeke was terrible. (laughs) Zeke was terrible. And there's no lying about that. He could not find any holes. He, He couldn't do anything all night long. It just made no sense what what happened there. But I'm not going to fault everything on Dak Prescott because I felt he did what he could considering the circumstances. Because, I mean, if Zeke can't run the football, man, it's going to be a hard time. But here's the other thing that kind of worried me. And this one falls on coaching. There's no doubt about it. You have multiple situations where you get in a second and one. Why do you pass the ball every single time? Why? It's too easy to it predict. Made, it made you believe that Jason Garrett was calling the calls way more then than Kellen Moore. Yeah, I mean Kellen Moore. Let's, yeah, let's, let's not Sorry. say that guy's name on this radio show. This is a radio show of excellence, okay, not mediocrity. Well, Kellen Moore. Sorry. Thanks. Huh. Anyways, but moving on. Yeah, I agree with you. Jason Garrett may have been calling the play. I don't know why you don't just let him do his thing. Because literally, the drive that we scored the touchdown, it looked like he called the plays. Yeah, it did. Jason Garrett is too predictable. And it was obvious. So, is this one of those things where. Jason Garrett just needs to back off and do his own job. He needs um, to back off. Is this one of those things where. Is it Callum Moore's no, I know, um, job? Were we hyping the Cowboys up too much because they did play. <sighs> they did play. Oh, boy. Uh, the Giants and the Redskins and the Dolphins. Three of the worst teams in the league. So provided I don't really know where the Giants are at now that they're two and two, but provided they also did play two bad teams. But uh, man, so were we hyping them up? It's possible. Oh geez. Yeah. All right. But (laughs) here's the thing: you come out and beat the Packers. You know, you kind of restore order. I mean, I don't see the offense being this bad two weeks in a row. I really don't see that. I, I could very well see them coming out and just obliterating the Packers this Sunday. <laughs> I really could, and I think that they need to. Yeah. It, they need to come out and make a statement saying, we're no phonies. We're here to win. And I think the best way to do that is to respond the best way you can after getting essentially destroyed on the defensive end against against the, the Saints. All right, let me give you my take then. I and mean, that's a game that was very winnable. Since too. you're so nervous about these Cowboys. Go ahead. Okay, I watched this game front to back as you did. I was I, I came on the show last week and said that I expected us to route them. Uh, I got one side of that on the defensive side. 12 points with an offense like the Cowboys is probably going to route somebody, you know, by a 20 points times. usually. And the fact that they didn't score a touchdown. You know, yeah, that was it bad. It says a lot so, about the defense. So he, here's my my first take on this. Cowboys are going to be just fine. I'm not worried one bit. Matter of fact, Micah, 
I could say that I was more encouraged by this game than I was discouraged. And I'll tell you why. Because I know what the offense can bring. I know the talent they have all around. I know the names that are on there between Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, who's hurt, but he's going to come back. Jason Wynn, who minus the fumble, like that might have been the first fumble how many catches he's had. He's so reliable. All right, you have Zeke, who is the highest paid running back in the league. All right, and Dak Prescott. You know what you're getting out of those guys. Plus the front, the front line's great. The defense has been suspect the entire year, okay? We have been worried about these guys the entire year. They have yet to show anything. And sure enough, they showed up. They showed up. Now, if you want to call it what you want, that it's not Drew Brees taking snaps back there, I get that. But uh, minus, minus him. Uh, better than the quarterbacks we played, though. Yeah. Let's be and, honest. But minus, minus Teddy Bridgewater, everybody else is the same. There's no difference on this team other than the quarterback. Which makes a difference, but they still have the offense. Like you were saying, they have the defense. Bridgewater is a good enough quarterback to to, to, to make to you live. pay yeah. if if you're not going to play good. So, I think we're just fine. The defense incredibly encouraged. That's the defense that I'm looking for. That is the defense that is going to win me a Super Bowl this year. This that's the reason I picked the Cowboys. Win us playoff games and a Super Bowl. That's what you have to have. The fact that you can hold New Orleans to 12, and this is the toughest defense they'll probably play all year. As Matt, as as good as New England's defenses now i still think the new orleans saints are going to be the toughest defense that they have to play, play all year and i'll yeah, tell you why and I it's be, hold on i'll tell you why because we embarrassed them last year so obviously this team was coming out on monday i mean on sunday trying to prove a point okay so this was we were, we were probably going to get they this might be the best shot that we've gotten um that we get this year like, no one's going to give us their A game like the Saints probably are going to at this point, except maybe for New England, and you, we, but we know who New England is. My next point is that I still, okay, and I saw this on Twitter, um, that people are saying, you see, this is why Dak shouldn't get paid. Okay, I saw a lot of throws in that game that I was like, that's totally fine. I love those throws. Even the quadruple coverage was fine. Yeah, honestly. seriously. He almost caught throw. it. He almost caught it. That was so, actually a brilliant throw. I, it was, I do not I don't know. Okay, Dak I don't know if it was a brilliant game. throw, but it well, was a good throw. Considering the circumstances, it was a pretty good throw. Yeah, and he almost uh, he almost caught that. There wasn't much you could. And I also liked the and idea And the play of going before deep. that to set up that throw it was a thread the needle. Now, I can't help when Jason Witten fumbles the ball. Okay. And you so, can't help when Zeke supposedly. Oh, that's and that's my football. next point. Now, I 18 have a question for 35. Gas me your question and then I'll continue. No, no, I want you to finish. Just because Zeke, 18 for 35, two yards, two yards as average, one touchdown, and you're getting paid how much? Too much. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Bro. It feels like the game he had against the Broncos a couple of years ago. I, that's exactly what it felt that's like. That's like exactly what I was reminded of. So, but then, you know, a few weeks later, and he's popping off against the Chiefs. I don't care. Jerry I mean, Jerry but, Jones didn't pay for that performance. No, Alvin sure Kamara had seven had 69 yards for 17 carries, uh, four on his average. That was a lot better. I mean, it wasn't the best, but heck, man. Do not make Alvin Kamara look like a better running back than you. As well, as good as he runs. Come on, Zeke. You're the Especially high- when you're getting paid the highest amount. So that NFL. goes to show me that, I mean, it go- I'm just frustrated. It goes to show me that you have got to 
you just simple as this. You gotta play better. Yeah. That's all I want to say no, about that because we don't have much time, so I didn't. I, I don't want to go into any more. In regards to the Cowboys' offense, right. because you know, whenever Michael Gallup went down, do you think now we're starting to see some of the effects of maybe what he means to this offense? Oh heck yeah! Because I because think I think he's the second best receiver. I, I think he's better than Cobb. Um, Cobb is a good pick. He's great replacement for. I, I love Michael Gallup, Beasley. and if Mari Cooper wouldn't be, yeah. If Imagine I'm, having if, those three threats all at one time. Oh, Cole think, Beasley. No. I'm talking oh. about Michael oh, Cobb. Gallup, yeah, okay. Amari Cooper, and Cobb. Yeah, because I feel like Cobb well, would be what... more effective if Gallup was in there. Because that and means that's another threat you have to worry about. Obviously, Amari Cooper's in the class of his own because of his route running. But man, Michael Gallup to me is right there, just a, just He's a so smidgen good. below him. And honestly, I I think I undervalued. Yes, uh, you all exactly, did. Um, you all what did. he meant to this offense. I love him because I'm like, oh, we still have Amari Cooper, we still have Randall Cobb, but honestly, I think he. Makes Randall Cobb better. And he also is a nice second option. <laughs> like, now you have to guard all these different guys out there. You have no idea who he's going to go to. No I've, idea. Yeah. But it's, it's great to but have But the notion that Dak is now this crappy, co- which I, I feel never so bad for this guy. That Honestly, it doesn't on a weekend, kind of- On a weekend and week out basis, he has to prove to everybody that, like, he's worth something. I mean, he went 13-3 and his first year, rookie year, beat out your beloved savior Tony Romo for his job, okay, got to the playoffs. 9-7, then 10-6 last year. He's won just as many playoff games as Tony Romo won his entire life. Okay, so clearly, and he's doing, he he throws, if you ask me, he throws really well, okay, and he's got one of the best QBRs in the entire league, all right, he's up there with Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, but yet, Every time he has a semi okay game, which is 223 yards on 22 of 20, I mean, excuse like me, 22 though? of 33 passing against a defense like that, that's crappy, and he doesn't deserve to get paid for that. What the fair. heck is Carson Wentz doing, man? <laughs> I mean, sir, I, I get it. I get it. Wait, you that, played, you the, played the Green Bay Packers and you hung up a couple of points on them. Fantastic. But what else? I mean, why does he not have to do this every week? Okay. Seriously, or I mean, <laughs> he literally looks like he's on a one leg. <laughs> I just can't believe. I just can't. I cannot believe that we are this critical on Dak Prescott when Zeke goes for thirty-five yards. I'm just gonna go. Ahead he's and say getting that paid he did, the highest know. ever. Go. Ahead, what's up? And I'm. I'm gonna say this. Like, it's not all Dak's fault. Like, it's stupid. Thank you, Mike. Saying that. Well, <laughs> but when? Uh, why are we not pointing to Zeke? He just got no, paid. No, he should be. That's the problem. That's that's what's confusing to me. How much? <laughs> you got to point to that. The I, guy I just it. got paid. Dak has not been paid yet. <laughs> you cannot. And plus, Dak didn't even do that bad. I bet you if, if no, Zeke is they, able to run the football even a, a little bit. A quarterback rating of 76.8 is really good. Okay? That's not that bad. That's a heck of a lot better than Teddy Bridgewater did. <laughs> what was his QBR? 17.8. I mean, yeah. I mean, really? it's rough. Yes. Six-year, $90 million extension, and you run for 35 yards in a freaking fumble <laughs> against a team like New Orleans. So why don't we talk more about that? Is <laughs> That is rather confusing. And I don't think a quarterback that's going 22 for 33, 223 yards should, should get belittled because he wants to play. I don't get that. <laughs> that's so... Um, mm, mm. I mean, at least he's staying in the lineup instead of holding out. 
First quarterback, first Cowboys running back to ever eclipse a hundred million dollars, and he fumbles and runs for thirty-five yards in one of the most critical games of the year. They're three and one. Are you worried about them before we get out of the segment? I mean, just get back on track this weekend, and I think they're more than capable of that. I think they're going to come out. Zeke is going to have a good game. Dak is going to silence all these haters, even though he really didn't have a bad game against New Orleans. Thing. And I talked about this with my dad, and I'm like, that's not the issue here. He didn't even do that bad. Even the quadruple coverage throw was not that bad. No. We had this conversation multiple times. It, it, but overall, as an offense, it was frustrating the fact that they couldn't score more than 10 points. And, you yeah, know, I mean, I will say that, the that is frustrating. That is very frustrating. But Zeke had every even part to do with that. Even against a top-tier defense. I mean, you have a top-tier offense. You should be able to counter that. All right. At least enough. And, just... and especially when your defense bails you out like that, man. You got you to gotta take advantage of that. But it's good to see the defense wake up. That was a nice uh, little surprise. Yeah, yeah I think they're going to be just fine. Um, I think they'll win next week, obviously, or I guess this coming week. I think they're going to be on a roll. I said they'd go 10-0. Obviously, that's not going to happen. I'm going 9-1. We'll see what happens with that. Up next. Let's win this week first. California has officially passed a law called the Fair Play to Pay, excuse me, Fair Pay to Play Act. Uh, all about college athletes anyways. We've been talking about that since we started the show last year. We're going to dive into what that means and our thoughts on that coming up here on the hot seat. You listen to utaradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, streaming live on Facebook, live Twitch. Already had the first caller call in and get his tickets. We'll be doing a second giveaway here in the second hour, around seven or so, depending on when we finish our last uh, first hour segment. My name is Creighton Branch, the man next to me, Micah Ka Cole, all fired up and ready to go after the Cowboys talk. How you doing? Doing good. Speaking of Creighton, what? Uh, I know that we're going to be talking about this a little bit later, but since the wild card game does start a little early, I want to get your pick just real quick for the L wild card. Oakland. Okay, I got Oakland as well. Um, we both we're did per- pick yeah. Washington, we're so we perfect are perfect right so far. That I was wish, definitely a nail-biter last night, but they pulled it out. I wish someone uh, loved me as much as you love uh, <laughs> MLB playoff baseball. Come on. Admit it. That was pretty fun last no, night. No, I will give you that one. That one that one did get me going. I texted you. I was like, oh, my God. So, <laughs> I was I like, oh, no. I for that one. Oh, that would have been great. That just made me realize how much I uh, – Miss it at the Rangers Stadium if it ever happens. So. But another day. Hey, you know what? We've had some one. pretty good moments there, but it's time for a new era. Yes. As we said on Sunday. Yes, it is. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, we got to cover the, uh, real quick before we get into the segment, we got to cover the final Ranger game at Globe Life Park. Uh, that was a blast. It really was. It was something. sold out. It was, it was crazy. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I, you know me. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of baseball. I think there's a lot of things that need to change. Um, and we'll get into that later in the year. I mean, yeah. So, but that was a lot of fun. I'll give you that. There's a lot of that was cool. fun memories. And we were really, we, I mean, like, I mean, like you and me, we stood next to Vladimir Guerrero and Mike Napoli and all those guys. David Murphy. Adrian Beltre. Adrian Beltre. That was Alex really cool. Andrus. Cool guys, man. And there was Emily cool Jones guy. out there. With oh, yeah. Elvis. That was kind of funny seeing oh, the yeah. final interview at the Globe Live Park. Yeah, that was funny. So, all right. Elvis Andrus getting dunked. <laughs> so that's the, pro gra- that's the pro game. We're going to head over into the amateur game a little bit with college football. Uh, for those of you who 
do not know, California has just passed a Fair Pay to Play Act, which will allow students, uh, student athletes that is, to receive compensation. Uh, this was signed on Monday. <laughs> yeah. There you go, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's pour, how it's done. Pour one it's out. time. Pour one <laughs> out for all the all the guys that don't don't get this. Uh, so this permits it's a start though. So yeah. So the uh, essence of this is it permits college athletes um, in the state of California to hire agents and be paid for endorsements. It's the first time ever that students can promote products, companies, and financially benefit from the sport. It does bypass the NCAA rules. The NCAA rule basically says they're amateurs; they can't get paid. This bypasses that. The uh, one thing to note, though, Micah, is that it does go into effect in 2023. So we still have a couple years, a few years, to wait on this one. Uh, you know that I have been an advocate for paying college athletes. I just think that that's something you should do. I've, Sorry. After watching everything that we've seen, I don't see how you can't. And especially, I will agree with you, Creighton, especially after the whole Zion, R.J. Barrett, and Cam Reddish thing yeah like that got me bought in okay like you have to pay these guys yeah because you're marketing. so so good and they brought so much money to duke and the college in the entire oh, yeah. college basketball that was that yeah that team was then, great oh my god monetary wise a, a monetary wise absolutely legendary basketball team they so, should have won a national championship what your, and that makes me cry to this day but we'll keep going i think i mean uh first i want to know your thoughts on finally passing this law and then second i mean how long do you think it is before everybody else follows? I have no clue um, what everybody else thinks in the term of like legislation, because I know like college athletes are like, yeah, this is a great step in the right. I mean, in the right direction. Coaches say the same thing, but like, I don't know what lawmakers are thinking in other states. But here we are, Gavin Newsom, governor of California, signed this signed this into effect to be in 2023. So, what are your thoughts? I think it is a wonderful start, and. I'm glad that California was willing to step up and just say, screw it. We're just going to sign this bill right now. What is the NCAA going AA to do about it? They can't do anything. They can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing they can do about it. They can go and complain about how they don't want this to happen, but they ultimately have no say in how this goes down. Way to go, California. It is about freaking time. These guys need to get paid. And I really hope that other states take involved into this particular law and just kind of pass it around. So you think this needs to happen? You think this will happen quickly with other states, or what? I think it could happen very quickly, because I mean, you even see professional players calling out the NCAA. You see, perf- like Draymond Green, he called them out and declared it a dictatorship, quote unquote. He did directly, and. So, you know, the fact that pro players are even seeing this and saying this. Well, because they all went get, through college, too, just, you know? Well, can, well, yeah, exactly. And they have a right to, to speak that out. Yeah. And you see coaches talking about it. It's just crazy. And I think it's a good thing in all forms. These guys need to get paid, especially since these schools are getting so much money from these guys. The NCAA is getting so much money from these guys. They got to get a share of it, too. And I think it's unfair that they haven't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you give them a scholarship? Yeah, I don't think that's, that's everything. Now. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, that's all it is. So, they can't do anything else. And I think it's time that they get some compensation for all the work that they put into it. Because remember, I mean, all it takes is an injury, and bam, their career's over. 
That's what you saw. Well, that was the scare about Zion. Before I get into my thoughts, that was the scare about Zion. Was he hurt himself when that shoe tore? And they're like, well, if it was like, let's say it was a career-ending ACL tear or something like that, or it just wasn't like he wasn't where he was going to be. That's a hundred million dollars down the hole you don't get. Exactly. So, but yeah, the uh, the NCAA here. Uh, this some numbers for you. They got like a hundred and a little bit over a hundred and billion. I mean, over one billion in revenue uh, and profits. I mean, since twenty eighteen. So that's these the guys are just. NCAA? I mean, yeah. So. Gosh. Yeah. Tell me you can't pay these guys, you know, 20000 each or something like that. So my thoughts on this, right? My thoughts on this is it's about time. It is about time that we're, that someone's stepping up to do this. And the only... California's got some guts. One of the mm. only, well, yeah. One of the only reasons I think that athletes should get paid is, is one, I mean, it's essentially a full-time job for those guys. Okay. So like, and that's a small part. That's one. Two, the thing is, is that everybody else is getting the reward except for the guys playing the sport. So they're putting their bodies on the line. They're playing the violent sport if it happens to be football. And we're in the stands paying to watch these guys go after each other for our entertainment. Yet they don't get us. They don't see a single sense of that. The NCAA does. So they have forever profited off of the players. And I thought this was an issue too in basketball. If you just paid the players, you wouldn't get corrupt scandals on these behind, you know, under the table backdoor deals to get players to come to your school. You just wouldn't have that issue anymore. And, and maybe they'd be willing to stay around a little longer. Oh, maybe yeah. that would be something. Because I mean, that well, would allow them to the, the money and the pros will never compare. But well, yeah. yeah, but I mean, it would give them a little more motivation. They're still getting paid, and it also gives them a chance to you know develop a little more, as yeah. opposed to just rushing out of it. Just to, I mean, yeah, the risk of injury is going to be there no matter what. So Tim that's Tebow, something we can't really prevent. Yeah, but you know, it might make a little more motivation to come in here, and especially if you know. Let's say you're somebody like Clemson the first year when Deshaun Watson lost to Alabama. Yeah. You know, give him there's a little motivation to come back and try to win the next year. Well, it's good he came back. And he and he ended <laughs> up beating Alabama at the last second. That was emotional. So Tim Tebow said in an interview with ESPN, he said, If I could support my team, support my college, support my university, that's what it's all about. Uh but now we're changing it from us, from being an alumni where I care, which makes college sports special to then it's okay. It's not about us. It's about we. It's just about me. Uh, he's essentially saying it. It change. Yeah, he says it's what changes. Um, what's so special about college football and turns into the NFL, where everything's mostly about the money and not about the passion. You know, he said you should want to follow your dreams, playing and contributing for the university instead of playing for money. The thing is, though, is like these guys. I don't. Th- these guys aren't going to get paid millions of dollars. Okay. So that's, I don't think the money is going to be that big of an incentive. The fact is, is that you're putting, I mean, you've seen career ending injuries in the college game that has either completely taken them like out of their normal life. Like they'll never be themselves again, or they, and the word, the simple fact that they just can't play the game again. 
and they don't get the money. Yet they don't get paid for any of that. It's the same thing I said last year with the seven overtime game against your fighting Aggies and the LSU Tigers, which somehow you won that game. And they go to seven overtimes. We're sitting there enjoying it. But these guys in the game, win or lose, they walk off the field and they get nothing. For I mean, what's I don't get that. Because it's just like if you're if you're if you're you know, risking everything, risking your future, your body, why shouldn't you get paid? And it would be different if the NCAA wasn't taking in billions of dollars off of the names of Williamson, Reddish, Tebow, Lawrence, Watson, Ellinger. I mean, any of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would be different if it was that, if it wasn't that. But it is that. So, like, you would think that they should get paid for their likeliness and their numbers and their jersey. And it's just nice that finally it's 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 somewhere happening in effect soon. But yeah, I mean, we get all the reward and they don't. They don't see anything other than now. Now if they get to the pros, obviously, like you can consider that like, oh, you you went through college, so this is your reward. But I still think you gotta get paid some way in high school, some way in college. It's the same way that I get paid here. You know, being the sports director for this radio station. You get paid. Uh, so if I get that, well, heck, why can't they get paid for something they do way beyond of what I'm doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree with you, Creighton. And I think that I do think that eventually, and it's more so it's because I think the NCAA is looking. They're not. It's not like oh, we're making money off these guys. Oops. It's like we're intentionally doing everything we can to make sure we get the dollar and they don't. It's a corrupt system. And so I think eventually state, other states will follow. And the NCAA, to me, better look out because this is just the first of all of them. And it's and a snowball. And they can't do much about it's it. It's a domino effect. They can't because it can surpass everything they want. So I'm glad to see it happen finally. I, I, I get where Tim T was coming, but I just disagree with that. I, I think that if the NCAA you got to show them a little it, compensation for someone else will. putting their careers on the line. Yeah, you're right. If someone's not, if they're not going to do it, someone else will. Any last points? I think that's it. But this is a great start to, and you know, there's a lot of people that are behind this whole decision oh, yeah. that California put together. And honestly, I think it'll lead to a domino effect. Other states will start to take into it, and then uh, uh, the more that fall into it, the more other states, you know, will buy into it. Because I mean, it's like, oh, these guys are doing it. Why don't we do it too? I agree. So it's just going to be a domino effect. It's nice to see it finally happening. I am happy that someone signed something or put something into effect soon. I figured it was going to eventually happen, but it's good to see that it's reality now. All right. Up next, Vontez Perfect is out of the league for the rest of the year. We're going to talk about our thoughts on that, what that means to the NFL, what that means for his career. It's coming up here on the hot seat. Listen to utaradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live, Twitch, SoundCloud, YouTube, you name it. <laughs> My name is Micah Caw Cole, alongside the Birdman Creighton Branch, and our photog. It's also in the building. Oh, wait, oh for yeah, for some reason. 
Yeah, taking pictures for their assignments. Yeah. It's all good. Pretty, uh, pretty strange. Just hearing clicking noises everywhere. Was that bothering you? No. I didn't think I just so. noticed it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, you're, you're bothering them. <laughs> all right. So, take it as you will, the name Vontez Perfect. And I say that because this man has been in and out of trouble in the league. Ugh. Nasty hit. <laughs> Anyways. Let's be honest. The dude's been in and out of the league. Uh, <laughs> off of, off of, like, not, oh. not off of skill, but out of suspension. Yeah, he's out of the league. If you know the name Vontez Perfect, you probably know that this guy carries quite the reputation, quite the track record. He... Uh, he he's he served two separate three game suspensions in Cincinnati from his time uh there, two thousand twelve to two thousand eighteen. One of those hits was the nasty hit on Antonio Brown. Yes, I remember which that. Which you could argue and, would be the reason for Antonio Brown's antics today. You know what's funny um, about that? What? His karma kinda came back to bite the Bengals for that as they yeah. went on to lose that game yeah, against no the kidding. Pittsburgh Steelers on a game winning field goal drive led by Ben Roethlisberger. And the other one was on the Kansas City fullback Anthony Sherman, but uh, yeah, like I was saying, you could—I guess you could say that maybe that was, that, that was the that was the hit that got Antonio Brown in the mindset he is now. But. Well, yeah, maybe <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe I have no idea, but nah. uh, I will say, you know, it's just kind of funny how that works out. Because um, the Bengals are on their way to win a playoff game, yeah, of course, for the first time in a while. Yeah. So, well, uh, no, that I mean, but that's kind of like you know, in a way, you deserve it. But Vontez Perfect had another incident this past Sunday. Took a hit on the Colts tight end Jack Doyle. It was a pretty nasty hit, wouldn't you say, Micah? Yeah. Did you watch that, it? That was ugly. Yeah. It, it was really ugly. So he came oh, in. Oh, there's no need for that. Easy, that was excessive. Yeah, it was an excessive helmet to helmet. Um like that could cause concussions well, that's, on the spot. That, and that that is the issue here, is that because of that play, the league came down and suspended Vontez Burvick for the rest of the season, uh plus playoff games. Oh, man. So, man, without pay, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, and, and rightfully so. The thing is, is that this is the heaviest punishment by the NFL for an on-the-field conduct issue. I've it, it's crazy to me, after reading so many articles about this over the course of two days, happening Monday, that so many players are conflicted. Some think this way, some think this way. It, I, that was the most surprising thing to me. What are your thoughts on him getting suspended for the rest of the year? I mean, this guy has a track record. The NFL said that there's no mitigating the circumstances on this play. He was trying to intentionally hurt. At least they believe that. So that is the reason for the suspension. That's what the NFL said. Uh, it's, a, it's sad for Vontez Perfect. He's such a great player, though. And you can't deny that. But at the same time, maybe it was a little harsh. I mean, does it upset you? Season. Does it upset me? That he no. plays this way? Well, oh, that he plays this way? Well, that he oh, plays yeah. this way. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, does it upset you about the suspension? No. Well, does it? Okay, so do you but think it was justified? I think I can see why they did it like that. But was it a little excessive? I'd go ahead and say yes. Yeah. I, I mean... I've just never seen a suspension of this length for something like this. It's the first time. But you haven't. You're also, absolutely right. But I also understand, and here's why I kind of understand why they did it. It's because he has the track record. It's not the first time he's pulled a, something like this. 
I bet you if it was the first time, I bet you it may have been six games. Six to seven games. But, man, I, I can totally understand why they did it. I, I don't really feel bad because that was a disgusting hit. That could have caused, a, potentially, a career-ending injury. Yeah. And, it w- like, I was... Cr- that could have been so much worse. He laid him out, man. He laid him flat on the ground. I mean, it, it was... That was... Rough. Ugh. I, I don't... I don't know if I've seen a more atrocious hit in my life. Well, and that's why... That, okay, so that's where I'm at, is I'm not... That was... Uh, you could hear that around the stadium, I'm sure. I'm not too sure on this one. Um, I will say that guys like Derek Carr have come out and said that Vontez Perfect is heartbroken. Uh, which I guess he didn't suspect to get suspended or expect suspect expect to get suspended this uh, long, but he did. And so I'm not quite sure. My thing is, man. I think it's first. I can. Here's the thing, uh, man. Both. I can see both sides yeah. of the story. Here's the issue: is if you're going to continue, and they say that he's been playing like this since he was a kid. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna continue to do this and hit like this, clearly that is not the way the league is going. So either you're going to adapt or you're going to get out, right? You get slapped pretty much in the <laughs> face. I mean, adapt and he got slapped. slapped in the face. I mean, as I said, he's a wonderful player. He's a great defensive player. Oh, he was player. really good in Cincinnati. And he's so good. I mean, and I understand why he's in the NFL. He's one of the better defenders, you know, especially on that team. And it's just unfortunate just don't think... to see it come down like this. I mean... I'll say it, but I'm gonna go ahead and go with this. And what? I think it was too excessive. I, I think it you really just was said, too you excessive. You just you just said it wasn't that bad. I said I can understand oh, why the league okay. didn't put it that way. Okay. But I still think it was a little excessive. Do I feel bad for him? Not necessarily when it comes to the suspension, because I mean he kind of got what came to him. You should have known, if well, you're, especially yeah. when you've done it before. You should have expected potentially well, something like this. Well, not just once before. He's done it twice. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Two, two three-plus game suspensions. One of them was a four-game. And, and, and we all know what that hit was like. So it's just the, it's frustrating. League, the league is not going to put up with it. So why do you continue to do it? And, and I man, think this you is the You cannot league. continue to hurt players like that. I don't know if he meant to do it or obviously it looked like it. But playing like this as a kid, since, since you were a kid, Clearly, that's just not the way the NFL wants to go. So, I mean, maybe it's time for him to to go. Seriously. I think this is the NFL sending a message like, hey. Oh, yeah. You need to get it together, or the next one, you're out of here. Make, like, this is a serious message-sending moment, I think. But, you know, if this happens again. Oh. Like, two game, two, oh. three-game suspensions for illegal hits already. And this is the next one. I mean, so... You can't keep letting you, him go if you out acc- there. Here's think- my thing. If you accidentally meant to do the first one, okay. That's fine. That's fine. It happens. Obviously, and sometimes you know football. you're just trying to make a now play and Now the second it time, it's like. Really? You uh, didn't learn okay. from your first time? Yeah. It's like. And then the third time, it's like, all right, you're telling me that you you play this way. But yet, this is the third time you've made an illegal hit where the NFL has thought that it is violent enough. To, to where you were intentionally trying to hurt somebody, and they, they suspended you again. So I, how can I stand there and think that he's telling the truth, right? Yeah, and that's the problem. And that's where I think the NFL might be sending a message saying, hey, you can't do that. My man. thing is and I understand That's why I understand their side of it and why they did it like they did. 
and then my my last my last point to you is I'm just so confused on why players are wishy-washy on it. Like Colts coach Frank Reich, you know, he said thankful the league took action, took the action that it did. No, it's not even just players, it's coaches too. Derek Carr, all the, I mean, obviously your teammates are going to come to your rescue, but there's there's other guys on other teams that are like, "No, nah, that was that wasn't that excessive. You shouldn't that shouldn't have been the punishment." And then other people are like, "Yeah, that should have been the punishment." I just can't believe like they What is your take on it, Creighton? I just told you my whole take on it. Well, I meant like, do you oh, think, on that, like on the suspension in general, like, well, I yeah, I think it was warranted okay. three times. Yeah, I yeah. think it's fine. Um, he's been known to be a dirty player. You've got it. Obviously, he didn't get he didn't get the message on the first one. Clearly, didn't get the message on the second one. So it's like, all right, if you're not gonna pay attention to us, here you go. Here's a whole suspension. Let's see now if you we'll pay, see if you we'll pay see attention, if you pay attention to, to that. But. He was named a team captain, too, for the Raiders. So he's a great guy, but, I mean, I, I don't understand. sometimes on the field he may just take it too far. Maybe it all is accidents. I don't know. I just think that if, if you're going to play this way consistently and try to hurt players on a league that is already violent enough, maybe it is time for you to go. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just so my, – my real takeaway here is that I am shocked that everybody is so – 50-50 on this, one way or the other. You would have thought that people were like, nah, there's no room for violence in our game when there's clearly so many other violent issues that they had to address. But everyone's, a lot of people are saying this and, I mean, like, that it was okay, it was not, you know, suspension wasn't warranted. I don't know. We got to get out of this segment. All right. Last point. I'm ready to move on. He's ready to move on. All right. Coming up, we just mentioned that we were at Globe Life Park for the last game. For our greatest of this week, we are going to do the greatest moments that have taken place in Globe Life Park. Our top three. Rather personally or yeah, you know, just in general. Anything. Um, and then we'll be in, be looking to give away some more tickets when we return. You're listening to the Hot Seat here on UTARadio.com. I don't want to die for them to miss me. Welcome back yes, I see the things that they wish to the Hot Seat. Here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live, Twitch. My name is Creighton Branch, the man next to me, Micah Ka Cole. We are a little bit behind schedule, no problem at all. Moving right into the next segment. That was good Vontez perfect talk. I'm glad we were able to harp on that as long as we did. Yeah, especially... Uh... You know, that's a pretty big topic, and particularly in the last Oh, week. yeah, they've been talking about it for and, the, and that the, was well, it happened the, Monday. Well, yeah. And, oh, Sunday, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, but that wasn't well, the only big hit But <laughs> this weekend. I mean, a lot of us thought the one on Jazz, or Josh Allen yeah. was a big factor, <laughs> but, I mean, that we'll save that conversation for another week. On a lighter note, last ballpark, the last, <laughs> last, last game played in the ballpark in Arlington, which is now known as globe life park happened on sunday me and mike were both there we said we already told you guys what an experience that was uh great job by whoever runs all that for the parade and everything that could have went the complete opposite way got real boring but it didn't i i actually really enjoyed that that was really cool and to be as close as we were to all those players and to be down there on the field when fifty thousand people were behind us and see nolan ryan throw that first pitch to kenny rogers even though it was a really crappy pitch it it was great. It was it was a. Uh, I shivered a little bit. I was like, "Holy crap!" I, I had a bet. I did not everybody, see it coming. I had a bet that Micah Kaw Cole was gonna cry sometime on Sunday, and he never did. I was pretty disappointed. All right. <laughs> I mean, 
I think it was just nice to be in the moment, man. I mean, it was a little bit different, you know, than just watching it on TV. Honestly, if I did at home, yeah, it might have been a little different. But just being a, living in the moment, there wasn't really time to to cry. No, I guess like, you're you right. Like you just kind of enjoyed <laughs> the moment and enjoyed all those memories and just took it all in. And it's a little bit different when you're actually there living the moment. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into this greatest of segment. We always do this for y'all that are just tuning in. Uh, greatest of is we always do every week we pick a new topic and we give our top three of whatever that topic is. Happens to be Globe Life Park moments here today. Micah, you always go first. I want to know your top three greatest Globe Life Park moments either you've experienced, witnessed, or you just really enjoyed. Well... There's one in particular, the year the ballpark opened in 1994. And you can't leave this one off because, I mean, it's the only time it happened in the (laughs) park's history. A perfect game by Kenny Rogers. This is number three? Yeah, this is my number three. What a performance it was that day. Um, I remember my dad telling me this, and he had the chance to go to this game, and something happened. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, But he had the chance to be there. and. He just kind of told me about it, and I was just like, holy cow. Like, what a day. And it also presented one of the greatest catches in Globe Life Park's history. And that was also mentioned on Sunday. And, you know, it just certainly is a moment that lives in Rangers uh, lore. It's not every day that not many not many pitchers in, in our game, in period, can say that they threw a perfect game. And to be able to see, you know, one of or say one of our Rangers was able to pull that off, that yeah. kind of feat. It's pretty astounding. Yeah. Like, it's great. Even Nolan Ryan couldn't throw a perfect game, and he had seven no-hitters. Nah, but he was good enough to not have, they didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, that's true. All right, right. what's your number two? Kenny number Rogers two, is great. You're right. Number two. And this one's going to surprise you because it, on most people's books, it would be number one. Okay. Game six, ALCS against the New York Yankees. I was there this, on this particular night. He was there. I was there. And I just remember um, Vladimir Guerrero getting his big hit to put it up 3-1. The Nelson Cruz jacking one up to put it up 5-1. And I just remember the explosiveness of the building. You just knew it was already to get to the World Series for the first time. You could just feel it in the building the rest of the night, just leading up to it. It was game six. We were one game away. And leading up to it, it was raining like crazy all day long. And we were all waiting. And nothing was going to stop the fans from getting in here to watch this game. Nobody, nothing was going to get us to leave. We were all there to see it happen. Yeah. And boy, did it pay off. <laughs> and, and it rained during the national anthem. <laughs> and the grounds crew had to wait for the, waited for the national anthem to end before they started putting the tarp on. Really? So, yes. Huh. I remember that distinctly. And they were commended by the broadcast crew because I went back after and watched some of it again. Because, I mean, knowing me, you know, I got to relive that. <laughs> it was too great of a moment. And then the ending. Yeah. Oh, the lovable ending. Yeah. Striking uh, oh, out A-Rod looking. Oh, the lovable Striking him ending. out looking, and just the celebration after that was so great. I mean, it was such a great moment. I'll never forget that. Uh, it was definitely the closest I've ever been to, you know, something that got us to the finals of something. Yeah. It was definitely the closest I've been. So that was definitely one of the greatest memories and fondest memories. All right. Then here it is. For those who do not know, Micah absolutely loves baseball. 
And also what he loves even more than baseball is his beloved Texas Rangers. And what he loves more than his beloved Texas Rangers is his beloved Texas Rangers playing in the Globe Life Park. All right? So this is a big moment say- for him. He, this is his life, okay, besides maybe the Mavs <laughs> and American Airlines. But, all right, what is, what is the number one moment for you, Micah Cockle? Sunday. I did it! I knew it. All right. Well, I knew it. The thing there that puts go. it ahead of a lot of these other um, big moments. Yeah. One, you know, I got to meet some of my favorite players that have got, you know, ever got to play, and that was mainly because of you, Creighton. You convinced me to just go up and just do it. There we go. But and I commend <laughs> you for that, Creighton. But being able to relive a lot of these great moments that we had at the ballpark was just something else, man. I mean, you got to, you know, you got to see Kenny Rogers and. Nolan Ryan come out, so that was one of them. Like for the people that had been around a little bit longer, yeah, and, and been around since the ballpark was open, they got to kind of relive that that kind of those moments that they brought to this team. It was cool, and you know, to the all all the all time team for Rangers Globe Park, Park history. I mean, you just got a little bit of everything, and then you got to relive some of the moments from the from the big postseason runs that we've had. Yeah. You just got a little bit of everything, and then the send off, and then getting to see the the plate, the home plate move to the new Globe Life Field. That was, was cool. Just something. It was really special. That was cool. It was a special day. And well, Chris Woodward also had a lot of fun things to say about that, and obviously moving forward. And I'm very excited to see how this future goes with Globe Life Field. And it was just a nice little send off, and it was the right way to do it. We it was, will, it uh, was the perfect ending. Yeah, and we'll be there for that first game on opening day, so that'll be experience in itself. Uh, I'm, I, I had a feeling you're gonna pick that. It was a great day. All right, here's it was my, wonderful. Here is mine. You're gonna love my. I'm glad day. I won. You are going to love. I'm so my glad I went one. to it's, that though. Oh yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you came too, because I, I, I didn't fun. know if you were gonna come, and then I was like, "You want to go?" And you're like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Perfect." All right, number three. My number three has to be. Kenny Rogers perfect game. It was like it's one of those things where it uh it's just a, it's like s- sports tells such cool stories. Like that was like the first year of the ballpark. Brand spanking new ballpark and here's Kenny Rogers goes ahead and throws a perfect game. One and I got the bobblehead a couple of weeks ago actually <laughs> uh that they were giving sure out for the Joe media. a hard time about that one. I know. <laughs> So that would be my number three. That that that's such a cool moment, especially you know being Brands making new in a ballpark, uh, having that moment. Number two, I don't know how else you could like, or I guess where else you'd put this maybe besides one, would be not just not just that game, but Neftali Feliz getting that final out to send you to the World Series for the first time. I mean that's something. Every ball club dreams of. Uh, every closer, every pitcher. Every closer, every ball club to finally get to that point. And it happened for them. And it happened for them at home, which is an even cooler moment. And so to, to experience your first, you're never going to forget that. And that was, I think that's like that moment. They'll hold on way longer than going to the World Series and obviously losing the first one, but being competitive in the second one, I still think that that doesn't, being in that uh, one of the last two teams still won't compete with that moment right there to finally break through. Such a cool moment. All right. My number one, because we're running a little bit oh, long over time here. 
It is it is not a baseball play. It is not a it's it's not Sunday. I'm the so, best I'm moment, the greatest ballpark, I mean Globe Life Park moment has to be the sucker punch that Odor oh! put on Batista. <laughs> That's got to be number one because That's a great one to turn to. I'm glad you guys enjoy it. Um I, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm not even that big of a baseball fan. That one got me riled up, so that's why it's number one. I remember just sitting there watching oh, that game against them. Toronto, and I was just like, wait a minute, what's happening? And then, bam! Do you think, he, do you think he intentionally tried to slide into him? <laughs> oh, yes, of course I think so. <laughs> he, he connected so good. If anybody, obviously, I think a lot of you have seen that it, but if phenomenal. anybody hasn't seen the video, go watch it. And I, I find mean, it funny. It is clear that Rugi has... Been in fights before that moment, obviously. The way the, his stance, the two hands, the way he connected right in his jaw, obviously he knew where he was supposed to hit him. So that, that was a really cool moment. But that is by far a moment that I think would live in infamy. And I would love it. I don't know they can't. I know they can't do it. But man, someone's got to make that a bobblehead. <laughs> I got the Neftali Feliz one. I've got the Kenny Rogers one. We need the Odor I, 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 I one now. The, I want the Odor <laughs> just sucker punching <laughs> Batista. <laughs> I mean that was a uh, unbelievable moment cuz I can't stand the Blue Jays especially that team with Smoke and Batista and all those guys Josh Donaldson Yes, that were yeah. just so cocky and uh, granted they beat us but <laughs> warranted but man they, it was so nice to finally someone that home say home run really uh-uh. pissed me off <laughs> I know it did but man, oh. what a moment that where was! Does, where does the Nolan Ryan punch fall then? Four, four. Oh, but I'm so... sorry, that's better than yeah. That's better than Kenny Rogers, <laughs> and to me, that's better than Feliz. That was getting the final though. out because that doesn't happen every day, okay? It especially doesn't happen where he almost where you almost knocked the guy out. I mean, <laughs> did you did you see him? He looked Jose pretty banged. Was like, <laughs> I mean, he was stunned. He almost fell over because he got hit so hard. He almost knocked him out. So. That and is then my, all the benches cleared. That is hands down. And there was punches thrown everywhere. My number one greatest moment at Globe Life Park, and I would have given everything to be in that moment right there to watch that. That would have been <laughs> be on the so, field when it happened. The, yes. Oh, no, the, that would have been something. The lovable ending. That would have been so. <laughs> that, that would have been oh so great. They should have replayed that on Sunday. I'm surprised that wasn't brought up at some point. Well, they should have. That's one of their most highlighted moments over the past couple of years. But. <laughs> Yeah. What, what what was that our was season actually, like? Yeah, we got the first seed. Yeah, we it, blew it. Yeah, and we blew yeah. it in the first round. Jeez, of course we did. Against to that to that team that we punched. All right. That was a great segment. I'm glad you enjoyed that number one. I knew you wouldn't see that coming, but that is definitely <laughs> what it is. Um, I thought we're gonna, it might get brought up at some point, but I wasn't had sure to, where. Man. That had to be my number one. So we're going to stick with baseball coming in the second segment. We are going to give our playoff predictions as the postseason is underway. I believe it is 7:22, so they are officially underway. They're they're playing right now. We should I'll give have you that a score, score update when we come up. We should have that score updating on our live stream. We'll give you we'll give you a uh, update when update we come for back. those of you listening on the radio. But as of right now, as we go into break, we are going to give our second pair of tickets away to the Rustic Birthday Bash with the Cold War Kids. Um, the number, as I said earlier. Is 817-272-2651. Once again, 817-272-2651. I would like to mention that this does not mean anything if you don't live in the Dallas area. You can't, there's no way you're gonna get here. 
I promise you're going to travel here. And if you and if you you're going to travel here, more power to you, I guess. But anyways, you got to call in, got to answer a couple of questions from us. If you get them right, you'll get the tickets. Coming up next, <laughs> baseball predictions here on the hot seat. You listen to utaradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live, and Twitch. I am Micah Call Cole, alongside the Birdman, Creighton Branch. Hello. How's it going, Creighton? Oh, the request line's right here. I was reading off my phone. It says it right here on the board. <laughs> it says it right here on the board. I just noticed that. That's funny. All right, that's why I was having so much trouble. All right, whatever. Oh, we well, got it anyway. Yeah. Um, congratulations to the two winners tonight. We just had somebody call in. They got the answers right. They won their tickets. So you guys have fun at the Rustic uh, with the Cold War kids. Uh, I've been to the Rustic a couple of times. You've been with me. I really enjoyed that place, actually. Like, no joke, that is a really fun place to be and really, really good food, especially on Fridays and Saturdays. That is a blast to be down there. It's in Dallas. Uh, it's a really cool place to be. I, I do recommend it. So congratulations on those. Before we get into the segment, I'll read you what the what the questions were. The first question was, who was the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs? And it was our man, Mahomie, Kermit the Patrick Frog. Patrick Mahomie. Uh, second was, which is the only team to play in every World Cup? Everybody got this wrong. Some people said Germany, some said Spain. It was actually Brazil. And last but not least is, what is the mascot of UT Arlington? <laughs> what is the mascot for UT Arlington? It's the Mavericks. All right. <laughs> Score is one to nothing athletics, right? Yes. Or no, no, no. It's one nothing Tampa. Tampa heading is a one inning. Uh, it's only the first inning. The Athletics do have a couple base runners on with one out though right now, so they have an opportunity. They're threatening right now here in the bottom of the first. All right. So well, it's officially postseason time in baseball. The only time that we'll talk about baseball on this show or any show that's going to talk about baseball. <laughs> so, with that being said, we are going to do. Our postseason predictions. Micah Caw Cole's favorite time of the year. You're going to go first. And we'll start with the NL. We were both right last night, as we said. We both, we both picked, picked the, the Nationals. Nationals. We were almost wrong, but they almost, came back. But hey, you know what? They won, so that's all that matters. And we'll do NL first, then we'll go over to the AL. So who is your NL? I want to know your NLDS, your NLCS, and then the person that's going to represent the NL in the World Series. Well, so let's begin. From the, from the top here. Uh, I'm going to start with the Atlanta Braves and the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. Um, this will be a, it should be a pretty good series, but I feel like Atlanta just has way too much talent on their front end. They got Dallas Keuchel at the deadline. I mean, or sorry, they signed him, and then they made a couple trades at the deadline, which helped boast up their rotation a little bit. And... I think they'll win in four games because, I mean, as we know, the first round is best of five. I think they take care of business. They finally break that barrier because they've struggled, uh, especially in the last decade or so, trying to get out of the first round. I think they uh, go ahead and do that here. They win in four games. I mean, they should be just fine. I could see St. Louis taking a game at home, uh, but I think they take care of their business. What do you got for that series, Creighton? All right. I'm rocking with the Braves in this one. And I'm giving St. Louis no chance. I'm going a clean sweep. There you go. 3-0. 
And to be fair, I mean, the Cardinals have not played very well coming into the postseason. No, and I really like what the Braves have to offer. Oh, yeah, for sure. They have a lot of talent on that roster, and honestly, they are a World Series contender. They're going to be contenders for a long, long time. It's about time to finally see it. We've been talking about it for years. And let's not forget that this National League East was very competitive this year. It came down to the Braves, the Nationals, and the Mets. Uh, so those three teams, and and the Mets also had the Rookie of the Year too, who and he and he hit fifty three home runs this year. It's broke the rookie record. Yeah, that's incredible. That's cool moment. Incredible. All right, Nationals and Dodgers. Who you got? Man, I have a lot of credit. Got to give a lot of credit to the Nationals for fighting last night. I thought it would be easier for them, and you you heard me say it a lot of times. You know, I thought that was going to be pretty simple for them. They're the hottest team in baseball. They had won eight straight going into that game. Yeah, and you know. Uh, eventually they did crack the code and win that ball game. Took forever. Uh, it took a while though, but I mean, either way, there's a lot of people uh, that said the air was the reason they lost, but let's be honest, it was going to be tied either way. There was going to be two scoring there, but either way, it was a beast's clearing double that won the game. Uh, congratulations to Soto. That was a great, <laughs> great hit, great piece of hitting in a clutch situation. Yeah. And also, well done by Steven Strasburg coming into the ball game. You know, in a situation down three again, three to one, and you know your offense is struggling, and Scherzer really wasn't on top of his game. I mean, he got going after the first couple of innings, but you know, to see Steven yeah. Strasburg come in, he did his job. So, who are you picking for this for this series between well, those guys and the Dodgers? The Dodgers and the Nationals are the two hottest teams in baseball. This is going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal NLDS. It's going to go five. Huh. I really want to give this to the Nationals, but I do, do not. It! But I. Just don't oh. see them losing oh. at home. My heart really wants to pick the Nationals because I I love their one-two punch and Max Scherzer and and Steven Strasburg. And I've talked to you about this several yeah, times. Yeah, you like Max, man. I really do love Mad Max and Steven Strasburg, and I think they may be the best one-two punch in the league, as I've told you easily. Yeah, but I actually am going to roll with the Nationals. I'm changing my heart on this one. What? I am rolling with the oh, Nationals in five games. Five They're games. gonna break the curse here against the best team man, in the National League. That would be something. They're gonna roll it out, All man. Right. I think they're gonna do it. It's time. It's okay. time. Um this I'll, is the team. I'll and get... and what's funny is now Bryce Harper's sitting at home watching his former team and Soto oh, taking geez. over his team. I just find it ironic. That's funny. But this is a really good Nationals team. No discredit to the Dodgers, but I think it's finally time that this team breaks the code. All right. For that one, I'm going the Dodgers. I like what the Nationals bring. I like I like the streak they're on. I think last night was partially a uh it was one of those things where you just had to like you had to break the barrier. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You had you had to and now that it's like you just have to get one kind of thing. So now they're here. I think I think a monkey's off their back. But too much talent on the LA side. Maybe five. I'm going four. Dodgers win three to one. Yeah, I'm going LA. All right, go ahead and give me your CS and then your who's going to represent, and then I'll give you mine. Well, for the CS, I'm, I'm, that, at this point, I'll have the Dodgers. Well, I guess whoever wants or, the sorry, CS the, would represent Creighton. Anyways. I'll have the Washington Nationals and the Atlanta Braves and yep. all NL East, NLCS. Holy cow, that would be a matchup of epic proportions. I would take the Braves, though, epic in seven proportions. games. I just think there's really? too much there on the Atlanta side uh, to be able to overcome. <laughs> um, 
So I'll take the Braves here in seven, but it'll be phenomenal series between those two. This one was a tough one for me because I know how good LA is. And I know Atlanta's good too. LA is, man, those guys. They're just so stacked. They're just stacked from top to bottom. It's really whichever, hard to pick. Whichever position you look at. And you've seen in the past, the postseason, when they get through their woes, those teams, that team can be really good. But there's something about these Atlanta Braves that I am just sold on, and I've been sold on for this entire year. So I'm going to pick them to win in six and make it to the World Series to represent the National League. So we both have basically the same bracket on the other on this side. Um, I think we're both going to be right. All right, going over the AL. You go for it. We both picked the Athletics to beat the Rays. I mean, to he. I mean, yes, we did. Right? We're both beating. We're both picking the. Uh, sorry, the Oakland A's to beat the yes. Rays. And okay. right now they have the bases. Well, loaded right now we're wrong, so. I guess. So well, the the, oh, they got the A's bases have the bases loaded at the moment. Maybe we'll be right here in a second. All right. So go ahead and give me your ALDS, your ALCS, and then who's going to represent. Well, let's go ahead and start with the Yankees and Twins. Holy cow, the Twins is a story of the season right now. Those guys I don't are think anyone expected this when the season started. We just kind of assumed, you know, that, that AL Central was not very good, and we just kind of assumed that the Indians <coughs> would win by default. That's what a lot of people thought. Yeah. Well, it well, certainly didn't classic, turn out that way. A classic Cleveland fashion. The Twins get 102 wins, I believe is what it was. It was a lot. That is a lot of wins, man. And that team is good. Yeah, and they I went to that entire series. I went to cover that entire series when they played the Rangers. And, man, that hitting is just off the charts. So good. They literally, holy cow. I don't don't know if I've seen an offense this good. So you got winning. But I still think it's going to be hard for them to go to New York and win. I'm pretty sure this is going to go five. And I'm going to take New York in five. It's just hard for me to believe that they could pull this one out of their hat. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good Twins team, but they're also young too. You got to keep that in mind. So it's going to it's hard to win in New York and a lot of teams have proven that it proven just that. But I'll give them 5 games. Yeah. They could very well win one of the first two, but I think New York pulls it together and they find one on the road and then they'll win game 5 back in New York and take care of business. So, after I watched this Minnesota team play, I said that team might just win it all. I was really high on them. I still am. But I do think that the fact that the final game being in New York is going to account for a lot. I think Cuz that place is crazy. I, oh yeah. I mean, it's I so crazy. I went there the first I think the yeah, the first year they opened that new stadium. Place is insane. The energy in there is is crazy. Best one of the best ballparks if not the best ballpark in all of America. Not off a tradition everybody. Everybody that's a baseball traditionalist, don't get on to me for that. You know what I mean. Anyways, got the Twins and the Yankees here. And I do think that it'll come down to that pivotal game five in New York and it being on home turf. That is what's going to do it for the Yankees. It's going to be a close game. I think this one goes 1-1-2-2. Starting with the Yankees, obviously. And that's how it's going to end up. And the Yankees are going to just win that game five at home. Home field advantage is going to push them over the edge. So I'm going Yankees there. All right. You got athletics, and you got the Houston Astros, which should be the Texas Rangers, but it's not. <laughs> Who do you got in that series? Oh, if only, right, Creighton? I if wish only. it was the Texas Rangers. That would be something because, you know, we'd probably be there covering it. But, uh, okay, so as I said, I got the A's winning the wild card. 
Yeah. I'm just so sold on this team, man. And oh. I'm telling you this. Oh. If the A's win oh. one of these games oh. on the road in Houston, okay. there is absolutely no way Houston's going to have a chance of breaking out of this series. Because the A's have the best oh. home record in the American League. Yeah. It's just so hard to see me them losing at home. And they always and they kept battling. They always battle with Houston. They gave him troubles this season. I'm gonna take the A's. He's in four gonna take the A's games. in four games, not even five. Not even five. I don't see it going back to Houston Shout for out a game to you, five. Kyle Scow. I'm taking the Athletics in four games over the Astros. All hate aside. Oh, Houston. I, I, I believe the Athletics can pull this off. If anyone can, they're right. the guys that can do it. So we got the uh, the Billy Beans of the world versus the Houston Astros. It's time. It's game five. It's gonna be it's gonna be possibly in the books here. I really do like this Oakland team, but I know what the talent this Houston team has, man. And I've thought about this, and I really wanted to go with them because of what they bring, but I just can't because I think the magic resides in Oakland. And I'm picking the Athletics to win these series and not five games, not four games, but they're oh! going to sweep the Astros. I do this believe it. Turn. I, I do believe that this team is going to, is just going to have some, I don't know. I don't know what it's about, man, but I'm feeling good about this team and things happen in baseball. And I think Oakland's going to come out and be like, we're going to make a statement and they're going to sweep Houston. And in the playoff dreams of the Astros. And let's be honest, the Astros have a lot of pressure on them because they're having to pay guys after this season. Yeah. And are you going to be able to keep all these guys? Yeah. There's no way. You have to, you have to pay Zach Grinke. You yeah. have to pay Col- Garrett Cole. You have to pay Justin Oh, and this Berlin. is it for him, You basically. have to pay Ju- well, you Springer. Can't, and you're not gonna be, you I have mean, to pay Altuve. I mean, maybe you you'll be able to. You have to pay all these guys. And you'll, this is it. Maybe you'll be able to pay them all. I don't know. That's just a lot There's of money no to put way. up. That's a lot of money to put up. That's going to be hard to do, man. So me and you both have the Athletics do, and the Yankees in Unless the ALCS. Unless you're the Yankees, that's going to be hard to justify. All right, we got in the ALCS then. Athletics and Yankees. Who is going to represent the World Series champion? I mean, the World Series for the ALS side. Well, so we got I got the Oakland Athletics and the New York Yankees. Seems like a classic from the early 2000s. We've it, seen a few is. of these LDSs. Yes, <laughs> the prime money ball. Yes, sir. And Patrick. It's still going to be hard for me to tilt in the A's direction because I think that the New York Yankees just have too much to offer here. Um, I'm going to take the Yankees, but it'll go a nice six games. Okay. It'll be nice and fun. So you have the Yankees and the Braves in the World Series. That would be pretty fun. Battle the Blue Bloods. <laughs> Oof. Don't talk about the Blue Bloods. You're not allowed to. All right. New generation. Athletics and the Yankees. Best four out of seven. I love the magic that's in Oakland. I know the talent that's in New York. I really, really want to take Oakland on this one. What I just think, in seven games, the Yankees will outlast them. And I think it will come down to that seventh game. I think Oakland's going to give everything they've got. And Oakland's a gritty team, man. Uh, I think they're going to give everything they've got all their effort, but once again, what's going to help the Yankees is the home field advantage. I'm picking the Yankees in Game 7 to finally come back to the World Series where they belong. So me and you actually both have the Yankees and the Braves in the World Series. 
Who is going to win it all this year, Micah Cockle? Creighton, it's time to put on your 1995 hat. <laughs> it's time. I'm picking the Atlanta Braves. Golly! He's picking them. Series Congratulations to Atlanta. Six games. What? Not even seven? Okay, I'll give him seven. No, you don't have to. I'll give him seven. Wow. This is hard to win. All that talk about how young this team is and we got to wait for them and everything. Oh, it's finally going to pay off for you, isn't it? You're finally going to pick them to win. Mm-hmm. Wow. I got a, go I got a, a friend. I got a really well, good friend back in Lubbock who's an Atlanta Braves fan that will love to hear you say that because he has been in turmoil over the past <laughs> couple of years because they can't find a way to get it well, done. The funny thing is they've been through a lot. In 2011, they lost to the Cardinals in the wild card game. Or no, 2012, excuse me. Yeah. Something like that. And, you know, it's kind of like that revenge tour. And now you have the Nationals who are pretty much destroying you time and time again. And yeah. then, you know, you get the New York Yankees. Man. What, what more can you ask for? You have your chance to really put it together here. And make a run. All and right. you have the team to do it. You have See, the pieces. You got the Braves. So let's go yeah. with that. I love Atlanta. And I love New York. I love both these teams. I think this is, besides maybe L.A. and New York, or L.A. and Minnesota, this is, this is the best matchup we can have. I'm really leaning towards your pick, Braves. But I have a lot to think about on the Yankees side. Um. Best of seven. I thought long and hard about this, Michael Cockle. And I think it is time that the New York Yankees return to glory and make everything right in the baseball world. And once again, we'll finally have a blue blood team win the World Series. I'm rolling with the Yankees in six games to win this, to win this one. I... I just think it's their time. I think this bracket entirely matches up really well with these guys. Obviously, Minnesota's going to give them some trouble, but other than that, I think it's fine. I still think they match up well there. I'm rolling with the Yankees to take home their 28. Silence. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That hey, it's is... Been a while. That is... Our one baseball segment of the year. <laughs> there you go. If you just tune in for us for baseball, we'll see you next year. Well, sad face. The, <laughs> that's right. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays are winning three to nothing uh, right now. In the second okay. Inning. Well, so was Milwaukee. Um, that's true. Yeah. So anything we all know can how that went. All right. We're going to talk a little bit of college football coming up here in a bit. Um, yeah. Hold on. Stop for me, call on this. Because <laughs> we got to log back in the, the computer, uh, why, yeah. but no one cares about that, right? So tell, tell, the, tell the folks about what's happening down in Tampa Bay. Uh, so right now, the Tampa Bay Rays are leading 3 to nothing. Don't you, you love this show, you man? Know Don't you love this show? Hey, but you know what's funny about that is last night, it was the exact same score at this very moment and during the game. The exact same score. Are we seeing a replay? You're going to cry about it? <laughs> no. Get romantic about baseball? <laughs> I've logged in, everybody. How can you not get romantic All right. about baseball? Hey, there's no crying in baseball. Yes, well. we got it. Thank you, Joe. Okay. <laughs> Joe? You mean Ron Washington? Uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. He says it all the time. Call us up next here on the hot seat. You're listening to utaradio.com. Dang.
Welcome back to the hot seat here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live, Twitch, YouTube, all the good stuff. My name, Creighton Branch, almost said Micah, I'm getting ahead of myself. The man next to me is Micah Ka Cole. And the score is still 3 nothing. Correct. Okay, it's still 3 nothing. We're about to go to the bottom of the second here. So. Jeez Louise. All right. I got a lot of... Oh, wait. It started at 7, right? Yeah. This is the bottom of the second. Okay, you. that's all right. Uh, moving along, just kind of. Not as fast as the one on Sunday. A little bit behind <laughs> schedule here, but that's all good. Going to get into some college football talk on our second to last segment here. Um, no need to mention Micah's fighting Texas Aggies as they're basically just not good. Still don't understand why they get to play in that stadium. I wouldn't give them a contract, but that's besides the point. All right, Micah, we don't talk a lot about college football unless there's a specific <clears throat> story. We don't break down games on this show, but I thought this would be a good opportunity as Alabama just flipped to number one. So just get your take on what the season's been so far. I want to know who your surprises have been, your who's impressed you the most, and who you have been most disappointed in. Let's start with who's impressed you the most. Ohio State. There's no question. <clears throat> um, all sides of the ball, from special teams to offense to defense, they've looked so impressive. I know I had them in the playoffs, yeah. but this looks like a team that could seriously compete for a championship this year. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times those three and fours, Aren't much of anything. Yeah, <laughs> really, for the seriously. past couple for the past couple of years they've been nothing. Because I mean, all it has been is Clemson and Alabama for so long, and now we just kind of took it for granted and assumed that those are going to be our two teams, you know, at the end of the season. Yeah. And based on this weekend, I don't know about that, but we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, so who's your? But that, okay, that really so... surprised. It just surprised me how well they've been able to play, and I expected them to do well. I mean. As, as I said, you know, me and you yeah. had them in the playoff. Yeah. But let's be honest here. They're you, playing on another level. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You didn't expect them to play this good. So that's who you're most impressed with. Who yeah. are you most surprised about? Actually, who are you most disappointed about? Well, the team that most disappointed me. Yes. I mean, yeah, they may still be undefeated. But Clemson kind of did disappoint me oh, a little bit. You're one and, of those guys. And, I mean. I get you. No, I get you. I mean, I get that you have a rough game. But really, to be honest. Aside from the A&M win, they haven't really looked that impressive. Okay. Okay. Oh, are you? Okay. You're I'm not... saying it was a dominating performance okay. against A&M. Continue. I'm saying aside from that. I thought you were saying that other... was an impressive win. As in No, I'm competition saying it's a dominating of... okay, as win. Okay, as in integrity They opponent. really haven't been as dominant as you would expect. Yeah. They really haven't. All right. Then who has surprised you the most? Oh, who is surprised? Well, I mean, didn't we just say that? No, OSU, Ohio State was your most impressive. Were oh, they, yeah, yeah. Wait, were you? Were they your most surprising? Yeah, I guess that would. So, be who it. impressed you the most then? Wait, so I guess who impressed you the most? Ohio, or sorry, is it Ohio State? Yeah. Okay, who's disappointed? You, Clemson? Yeah. Okay, who has come as a surprise to you? Damn. There's a lot of uh, really surprising teams, Creighton. Uh, but honestly, I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna dig a little deep because I didn't expect this. But SMU has really surprised me this year. 
Oh. I know it's like digging a little deeper to the group of five, but they they are better than UCF right now. This is a better team than UCF. And yes, you saw UCF, there's a lot of teams better than you UCF. You saw UCF get smacked by Pitt. Yeah. He's not a very good Power 5 team. Like, seriously, like, SMU went into TCU and beat them I on, will. on the road. I mean, provided it's just across town, but still, it's the iron skillet. <laughs> it's the battle of the iron skillet. Micah loves that. He loved the iron skillet thing. What's it called? The battle for the iron skillet? Yep. You know why they do that? I've been told the reason. What is it? Because someone brought an iron skillet <laughs> to the game, and I, I don't really, like... College football, man. It's it's something, man, and it's just for some reason it became a tradition. That's a that's a good surprising one because that team is five and zero oh for like, and they're ranked for the first is, time since '86. Yes. Pony Express, baby. So, and remember, they got the the death penalty. I believe it was in <laughs> right, at, right, right after, after that. Yeah, that was it. So, so that was the last time they were good. That's a long time, man. A long time coming. And it's great to see Shane Bouchelle there, who was the former Texas quarterback, outs by Sam Ellinger. Um, now balling in Dallas. So it's good to see that that guy still has something to bring to the table. Not completely forgot about. Everyone's talking about him now. I think everybody's where they need to be. All right. Who I'm most impressed with? I think I'm going with you on this one. Ohio State. I picked them to be in the playoff as well. However, and I knew Justin Fields could ball. Didn't know he could ball this hard. Okay. I don't care what you think about Jalen Hurts and what's happening at Oklahoma. What this kid has done, Fields at Ohio State, has been unbelievable. And from top down, the offense, the defense. I mean, this team is, I'm surprised that they're not jumping Georgia and Clemson to number two. And that's only because of the preseason rankings. But, man, Ohio State's played out of their minds. And they look completely unstoppable. And honestly, once we see that college football playoff stuff, they may be at number two. They, you, you seriously? Because I mean, yeah, remember, they I agree. don't. They don't go by the. They AP don't go polls by the AP poll. Yeah, no, they, none of that matters. Yeah, no, they don't go by the AP polls where they, you know, because nobody in their right mind would have put A and M at number four that one year, if they were looking at the AP polls. Anyways, so Ohio State is definitely my most impressive. Who am I most disappointed in? It's tough, man. I think it's toss up, but I think. I think because Oregon's playing way better now, I'm not as disappointed anymore. It's got to be Michigan for me. We talked about it last week, about Jim Harbaugh getting shellacked. And I don't know if this is true, but someone made a joke that, um, and I doubt it is, but that Wisconsin was wearing khaki-colored pants to basically be like, to pay homage to Jim Harbaugh for the butt-kicking they gave him. That's bad, man. So I'm I'm disappointed in Michigan because you're paying you're paying Harbaugh a lot of money to be there. You're the most winningest program ever. Okay, you should be with the talent you have. You should be in the top eight. Would be fine with me. But all the time here you are getting routed by forty points by a Wisconsin team that's got two. Four stars and five stars. So, I mean, just two combined. One, four, one, five. Or seven. I can't remember what it is. But less than ten. Um, Where Michigan's got one of the... One, has almost all... I mean, one of the highest in four-star, five-star uh, players. 
uh, all around. Just number of players that are ranked that high. And you're 19? What? I don't get it, man. So I'm really disappointed in them. Who am I surprised most about? It's got to be LSU for me. Um, We came in last year saying we didn't think this team would be that good. Other people did. They ended up being pretty all right. But if you would have told me that coming into this year that this offense was going to be this high powered from LSU, and now that I think they have a serious shot to get in the college football playoff, I didn't think that the first week. I thought maybe a ranking of 9 or 8 or 10 by the end of the year. I do believe this team could probably end up in the 4 or 3 slot. And then if not, they're going to end up in the 5 or 6, possibly. I'm not changing my picks. I'm just saying I could see it if it happened. So it's got to be what Joe Burrow has done over there in Louisiana, man. Behind the staff. I mean, unbelievable. That kid has made such incredible strides from one season to the next. I mean, he is really making waves and possibly contending for a spot in New York at the Heisman Trophy Ceremony. So I'm really surprised by LSU and I honestly I just couldn't I just I just did not think that I was gonna see that from them, you know. And they got a great defense too. Let's not forget that. They got a really good defense. Probably the I think Delpit is gonna probably go number one overall in the NFL draft and they got him. So the fact that they got that and an amazing offense. Coach O's got a great team over there in Baton Rouge. So I am incredibly surprised by those guys. Great job. Great credit to Coach O for try for pulling together an offense to compete in the SEC. And I think it's going to go a long way. I can't wait for that Bama matchup. I can't wait for the AM matchup. I hope that line is like 50 for LSU. So uh that's who I am most surprised about. But yeah, most impressed, Oklahoma, I mean Ohio State, disappointed Michigan, and surprised uh LSU. I will say though Clipson better improve a little bit. I think they're just trying to find their way, but they better improve a little bit where they're going to get caught sleeping. Now, to be fair, Clemson always has that one scare. Last year exactly. was Syracuse. This year was North Carolina. I mean, it was very uh, obviously eye-opening, though, because North Carolina is kind of in a state of rebuilding. Yeah. So that, that's why I was a little more... But Matt uh, Brown, Matt Brown is just that coach, man. He's just going to do but that Matt for Brown you. Matt Brown is a very good coach. He's uh, one of the legends. Uh, he won a national championship with Texas. Um what else can you ask for, man? Yeah. One of the best of this, this game is everything. And I want to talk about one more thing All here. Right, before we get the out of here. The reason that Michigan doesn't really disappoint me is because I'm not I'm not necessarily surprised. That yeah, I figured that that would be the surprise. reason why. Yeah, like, I get that. They always let you down. They do. Every year, For man. some reason, they let you down. No knock to the Cowboys, but they it's just like that. In a lot of I, senses. They always lose in the big moments. No, you're well, right. I hope that obviously changes for and the that's Cowboys' a problem. sake, but I'm just saying that's kind of what it relates to. That's... I hate having to say that because that hurts, but it is the truth. That is what it relates to. Well, they better pick it up, man, because this is not where this program was expecting to be, I think, at this point in time. They should have probably already been in a playoff, but they haven't been. That's the harsh reality. Can't beat Ohio State. You're not going to get in. Sorry. Oh, I don't think they're being Ohio State this year either, which will oh, probably no. do his career in. He'll be, uh, he might be gone after then. He might he'll be gone by the end of the season if he doesn't beat. All right, and it seems rightfully so. How about we talk about some Taco Tuesday coming up? Yes, LeBron James again in the headlines. Um, not for anything bad, of course, 
But media day was yesterday for every team, and he had some awards during the Lakers media day. We're going to talk a little bit about that coming up here on the hot seat. It's Taco Tuesday now. You've been listening to utaradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live, Twitch, SoundCloud. I'm Micah Call Cole alongside the Birdman, Creighton Brand. Dang, two hours flew by real quick, Creighton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. As always. All right. Goes by pretty quick. Yeah, no, we're always late, but uh, we just we'll get better at it. Obviously, working on it. All right. Well, it's almost basketball season. Got about a month left as we finally hit October. And media day was yesterday for the NBA. Well, LeBron James said a couple of things, and we're just going to talk a little bit about that here before we get off of the air. This guy, man. Oh, what a guy. So, gets on media day, gets a bunch of questions asked and everything. Well, the one that stood out was that he said that he has been silent all offseason for a reason. Now, this is a guy that didn't make the playoffs last year. Granted, he got hurt. But, you know, he's he's always accustomed to being in the playoffs. And my question to you is, is what kind of bounce back year is LeBron going to have? He says he's, like I just said, he says he's been quiet all offseason for a reason. I mean... I don't know if that's entirely true after all the news we've talked about, but with Taco Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, what are your what? What do you think he's going to have a bounce back year, or you think this is like LeBron kind of declining for the rest of the time for the Lakers? Well, I think he will have a bounce back year because that was pretty rough last year. <laughs> Let's be honest, and okay. I don't know if that's all his fault, but it certainly was a rough season. Uh, they didn't make the playoffs, which, you know, we expected them to. And we thought, you know, Western Conference Finals was certainly in the cards. That didn't happen. Yeah. As we all know. Uh, I did. Uh, but it's definitely uh, interesting, you know, kind of how that all played out. But I think it's time that he has a play or a playoff year, of course. Huh. But a, a bounce back year. Um, I, I think you're looking at at least second round of the playoffs this year. Uh, That's there's, it? There's a credible amount of talent in the Western Conference this year. It's. I think it's more balanced than it has been in a while. Yeah, but it, like yeah. even Golden State, even though they lost Kevin Durant, they're still a really good basketball team. That's a team that won a championship before Kevin Durant showed up. For real. I mean, you still got Clay Thompson, provided you know he'll be out for a while with injuries. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, you still have a team that can work. You still have a team that could potentially win a championship, and. Yeah. You obviously have the Clippers now with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. And, and obviously San Antonio is probably still going to be in the mix because, you know, they're San Antonio and they're always there. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how all this goes, man. I'm very curious, and, and I'm actually quite excited for something I'll outside of this. the finals this year. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I'm not going Jeez. to lie. I love the regular season, but I'll tell you this. Oh, yeah. He, it better be for a reason. He better come to play, man, because it is not going to be a good sight if LeBron James can't capture a title 
in Los Angeles, especially with Anthony Davis on his team. Okay? I don't care if you got Kawhi Leonard playing in the same arena as well as Paul George. And that might be who they play for the Western Conference Finals. I don't know yet. We'll make those predictions later. But you can beat a, you, you're good enough to beat a Philly team. Good enough to beat a Milwaukee team. When you say that you're, you know, when you're hyping yourself up that you are quite all offseason for a reason, uh, you better you better come and back it up. That's all. I, that's what I got to say about that because if he doesn't, it's going to look bad. It's going to look bad, and this is one of those things I think this move to Los Angeles could really make or break his career. I mean, not break it as in uh, like if he if he never captures one, he's now this like awful player and everything, but. I definitely think if he doesn't win one, everyone's going to be like, man, you couldn't even do that. So I think that will hurt him in that sense. But LeBron, I'll give him, I will say that he, he he's really good at finding his way in the spotlight. I'll, I'll continue to give him that. But Finds a way to get there. There's been a lot of times where, it, you know, he hasn't shown up and... He was I I think they were on track last year to be something in the playoffs, but he got hurt, so I'll give him that. But if four years are up in Los Angeles and he can't get it done, then that is not gonna be a good luck. And I do believe that LeBron will have a bounce back year, but he's gonna have to play out of his mind, especially with Anthony Davis, to offset teams like obviously the Clippers. Still Even the State. Denver Nuggets, Golden State's going to be a hard team in the playoffs because they'll get Clay back. So those kinds of guys are not going to be easy outs. And we'll and, see where that goes. And, but. and now the Rockets, um, I think we're all kind of letting them off the, leading them off the charts here Yeah, because They're I mean, not being talked about that much. No, and the, the only thing is because Dan Tony knows how to win games in regular season, but man, they don't always show up in the post. For whatever reason, yeah. <laughs> and they have a lot of... Players who just don't show up in the postseason. Yes. And it is kind of ironic. One with a beard in particular. James Harden. Even Russell Westbrook doesn't show up. Well, he's now on the team, so we'll see what he does. Well, but in OKC, he can never pull his team out of the first round. Oh, heck no. Not not alone. That's why you know Kevin Kevin Durant Durant. Durant was the leader of the team. He's a good player, and he can lead a team to the playoffs almost single-handedly, and he did a couple years ago. (laughs) I think we can all agree on that. Um but you know you still got ousted by the Rockets in five games. All I gotta say is before we get before we get off the air is this be, this talk better not be for nothing, man. You better show up ready to play, and I think he will. But I I just think it'd be such a bad look if they can't win at least one in the next three years before. And we'll see when that, when that contract's up, what he decides to do because his son's about to be in the league um, in a few years. So we'll see what he decides on doing. But man. You definitely got to get one, especially with Anthony Davis in Los Angeles. And this is a big test on Anthony Davis, too. Don't, don't Let's not forget about that. There's a lot riding on Anthony Davis's career, too. And the new team, new players, better players, big, big, probably the biggest market, if you ask me, outside of New York. He's got a lot riding on him. So, I, I just, we'll, we'll see. But... You better come and back it up, LeBron. You better back up because everybody thinks that you're going to have a bounce back here. And you better not you better not dwindle if you're going to talk all this talk. Any last points? That's it, Brayton. All right. Another good night. What? Another good night. What's the score before we get off the air? 
It's four nothing in the top of the third. Ah, jeez, we might be wrong. We'll see. That is it here for us tonight here on the hot seat. Gave away two pairs of tickets to the rustic birthday party bash or whatever you want to call it. To also featuring the Cold War kids. So congratulations to those winners again. As always, thank you so much for listening. My name is Creighton Branch. The man next to me, Micah Ka Cole. Sorry we went a little over time, but it's all good and love. You guys like listening to us, I think. <laughs> Hope so. All right. We're going to go watch some baseball. The only time of the year that I will be indulged in the baseball game. All right. This is the hot seat. Every Wednesday, 8 to 10 p.m. Thank you again for listening to us. Crates of Branch, Micah Cole. We will see you next week here on utaradio.com.